What's up? Uh, Robert Kelly. You know what, dude? Podcast number four. Saturday. Sometime in fucking May, I think. Thank you. That's, uh... Why don't you introduce, introduce yourself to everybody? Uh, Louis J. Gomez, stand-up comedian and UFC fan fag. that's right. We're going to be talking Stanford. about... We're going to be talking about the fucking, uh... UFC 114, which is fucking probably one of the f- craziest cards uh, I've seen in a long time, and not because of the whole card. I mean, the card is great, but fucking the main event is the shit. And Lewis, you were talking about, uh, before we went on uh, on the uh, podcast, about how fucking excited you are just about the main event. You know, first of all, let's just get this out of the way. Who do you who are you picking? Uh, I like Rampage. I like Rampage. I, I like him. Uh, I'd say I'm about sixty percent Rampage, forty percent Rashad. Really, really close. But I think Page. Uh, he said it best, man. He's a fighter. He's a man. He, I think he's a little bit in Rashad's head. Rashad's acting cocky and funny, and that almost seems out of character for Rashad. So I think Rampage getting a little bit under his skin. <laughs> well, here's the thing. As I was thinking about that yesterday, right? The way we talked about it yesterday. <clears throat> and it did seem like... It did seem like, you know... First of all, Rampage has that fucking alter ego shit. Which is, you know... There's, uh, there's Quentin Jackson or whatever. I mean, um, there's Rampage and then there's... What's his name? Fucking... His alter ego... Jackson? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't buy into that shit, dude. <laughs> I, oh yeah, well, I mean that's that's part show. I know, but I, I, I didn't buy into that. Sh- I don't buy into that shit. But then the other day when you seen you saw him on the last prime time, the last couple yeah. prime times, which were fucking insane, by the way. It's it's like he did become this other motherfucker. Even in the press conference, no joking around. Wasn't taking shit from the press. Was he was like fucking. He was a. Angry, fucking mean, gnarly motherfucker. The last week, uh, all the press he's done. He's no joking around. I mean, Rampage is one of the funniest fucking guys out there. He could be a stand-up comic, dude. He's a funny motherfucker. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's very apparent in the countdown shows. He's a funny dude, man. He's really genuinely funny. Very quick-witted. Yeah, but he hasn't been in the last week, which I was like, holy shit, this guy's really fucking ticked off. And and Rashad, Rashad was kind of fucking, you know, Rashad was always kind of the serious one. He was never the fucking goofball or the ball buster. Now he's become the ball buster in the last week. And you've seen him sending the Snuggie out and fucking goofing around and, you know, saying all that shit. And it's like, all of a sudden, fucking Rampage turned a corner and said, fuck this. This is real. But... Now, looking back at it, like I saw an interview with uh, Ariel Hawani last night with Rashad. If you go to, uh, if you follow Ariel, do you follow him on the uh, on Twitter? I'll follow him on Twitter. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of his. I'm not a big fan of his. Uh, I'm not a big fan of his. Uh, 
him on Twitter. I watch his videos, those uh, those MMA live videos that he does. Yeah, he's he's one of the fucking best guys out there for interviews. He um he he interviewed him last night, and and Rashad was cool as a, cool as a cucumber, man. Just like this thing, he was like, is it personal? He's like, nah, it's not personal, man. Rampage is making it personal. He's taking it personal. I'm all up in his head. He's all fucked up and angry and shit. But, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm fine. I'm cool. I'm, I'm a fighter. This is what I do. And I was like, oh, shit, because... And then I watched the ESPN and, and, and um, Kenny Florian was talking about if you're angry, if you're mad, if you're excited at a fight, you can literally win yourself in 30 seconds. You'll just you'll just fucking lose all your cardio because of your emotions. You know what I mean? So that got me thinking, like, oh shit, maybe that was Rashad's thing to get Rampage so angry and so fucked up to get him wanting to rip his head off so he could fucking be cool and you know just go in there and fight his fight and have Rampage all fucked up in his head. No, look, that, there might be something there. Like, look, the Greg Jackson can't. They're fucking geniuses in terms of game planning on every level. So, look, there might be some truth to that, and there also might be some truth to, you know, being emotionally invested, winding you. But I, there really is just something, when you look at the look on their faces and in their eyes, I really buy it from Rampage when he says he's going to go and fucking beat the shit out of Rashad. And I'm not buying it from Rashad. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it doesn't seem, Rashad seeming very fake. And Rampage, it seems like genuine anger, genuine hatred. He also looks like he's genuinely training harder than he's ever trained. That was actually pretty funny on the, uh, with the prime time when uh, Rashad's trainer, uh, you know, the, uh, his striking coach, Trevor, yeah. um, he was like, he was like, I'm watching Rampage train. It looks like he's training 10 years ago. He's just running and fucking <laughs> swimming. And they're putting Rashad through this Olympic caliber training regimen. And I think, look, that's the only reason why I think the fight is even as close as I think it's going to be. It's specifically because of that training and specifically because of how smart Greg Jackson's camp is. Yeah, but you know what? It's, it's, your fucking Rampage is clubber langing this shit, man. Clubber langing. I swear to God, at the weigh ins yesterday, when. <laughs> when Rogan asked him for a prediction, I swear to God, I thought he was gonna go pain. Cause this 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 motherfucker, dude, he he is old school. There was a video on um, one of the websites yesterday. I think it was uh, mmatko.com, where they sh they would show <laughs> they showed rampage. Uh, they showed uh, Rashad training, and it was like you know that prime time, da -na -na, da -na -na, just rocking music. And then they showed Rampage tra training, and it was like, diddly -diddly 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 -diddly, like old country music. And it, dude, you had a sound bed to anything, and it fucking makes sense. But it, it kind of did. They showed Rashad with a parachute and pushing a guy on a fucking cart. And then they just showed Rampage jogging. Like, <laughs> it's like. It's straight up those fucking Brits, man. The, the Brits don't know MMA. That's the problem, man. They really don't have anybody. In their camp, uh, the, the, the wolf's lair, right? They don't really, the only person they have that's notable is Bisping, and I never really bought into Bisping either. So, in terms of camp, if we were just going off of camp and that's all we knew about them, yeah. of course I'd pick Rashad, but I just, uh, I really think that Rampage just, he's a fucking psychopath, dude. And he were, like, ultimately, you know what it is? We've seen Rashad get hit and dropped. You know what I'm saying? We saw him get knocked out by Machida. We saw, 
Tiago Silva uh, knock him down. He wobbled him at the, in the third round of their fight. He almost he almost got knocked down in that fight. And I, when it comes down to it, I think Rampage has more power than both of those guys. So I think you're going to see Rashad get hit somewhere in the second round, and that's going to be that. The truth is, if Rashad was smart, if he, you know what the truth is? He actually might do this, because he is smart. Right. He might just go in and take him down and George St. Pierre him for three rounds and ah, just hold him down and out. Did, I mean, if he does that, though, he's going to be an asshole. Nobody's going to... People don't like him now. You know, right. people don't like him now. And they're not going to like him fucking if he does that shit. And that's going to fucking hurt the sport, too. That's going to hurt UFC. If Rashad goes in there with the game plan, I'm going to wrestle him, take him down, and fucking hold him down for fucking five rounds, or three rounds, I mean. Um, it's going to suck. Because this main event needs to... Fu- Someone needs to go. In this event, someone needs to go in this fight. If that doesn't happen, it's gonna fucking hurt. It's gonna, it's gonna suck. It's gonna hurt the fucking sport. The loser leaves town match. No. Well, they, you know, Dana White has already said you know, the winner of this is definitely getting to fight uh, Shogun. Yeah, I know, but the guy, it's like you can't have whoever wins this needs to win it. You can't. This shit can't go to a decision, and if it does, it's going to be a fucking all-out brawl. I mean, these guys are really going to put it online. If this guy's going to do what GSP, what GSP's been doing to every fight, just fucking coming up with a game plan and sticking to it, and fucking boring five rounders, ugh. Yeah, look, nobody really wants to see anybody down somebody out that way. But we're talking about these are the highest level athletes uh, in terms of MMA in the UFC. So are you going to give up that title shot to go out and just possibly get clipped by Quentin Jackson? Because, uh, you know, like I said, it's, he would, if Quinn hits him and connects, he'll knock him out. And I, I think that Quinn could take Rashad's best punch. Okay, Rashad's check it. powerful, but he's not that powerful. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, but he's saying that he's better than him. You're saying that you're better than him in all aspects of the game. Go out and fucking beat him at his game. Go beat him at all parts of the game. Well, I mean, that's what that's his game is. His game is mixed martial arts. And honestly, Quinn's a great wrestler. Quinn's got crazy wrestling cr- credentials. Um, but I, 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 don't, I would say, you know what? I'm not even, I'm, my, if I had a guess, I'm going to say these guys are going to stand out and punch each other in the face. But don't be completely surprised if you see Rashad shoot in and hold him down. Because that would probably be the smartest way to do it. We saw Rashad in training... Uh, up against the wall on the match with Shane Corwin, and yeah. Shane Corwin's you know, 265 pounds, um, you know, D1 wrestler. I mean, he's, he's no joke. So, just watching that in the countdown or in the, uh, in the primetime show, you almost go, well, why would he even be bringing in somebody that big to wrestle with him? Because he knows Rampage isn't going to try to take him down. Right, yeah. I mean, I just, I look, I don't care about, I'd love to see wrestling. I'd love to see good wrestling. I'd love to see good ground and pound and all that. I just don't want him to lie on top of him for fucking three minutes. You know what I mean? I, I just don't want to see fucking... I, no one wants to see Rampage on his fucking back with somebody on top of him. You know? I fucking... Yeah. It just bugs me. I fucking hate it. It's like, you know, I love... You know, wrestlers great, but fucking... They, they get on top, lie on top. I mean, what the fuck? You know what I mean? What, is every fight going to be fucking a guy lying on top of another guy? Are there going to be no more knockouts? No more submissions? Fuck off. Well, I mean, that's... I mean, that's... Where Randy Couture developed his style, Tito Ortiz, all those guys, you know what I'm saying? That's not even a, it's not even necessarily a, a new thing, you know, it's just, ultimately it's a smarter game plan, it's a smarter game plan. I'm not going to fault any fighter for going out there and fighting a smart fight. 
You know, if you're gonna if, if you're gonna calculate everything and say, well, you know what, this is the way that I'm feeding my children and the way that I'm gonna, you know, try to be the best. You know, play the game the smartest you can play. If you watch football or basketball or anything, you don't see guys making stupid moves. Uh, you know, just to be flashy or to make people smile. They're playing a smart game, and, and that's I think the uh, the first part. Okay, of the okay. Is, is, is Look, you're, you're talking from a fighter. Uh, 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 a, f- a fan of the sport. You're talking from a fighter's perspective. I'm talking from a fan's perspective. I'm talking from the average right. dickhead that doesn't know every aspect of the game. You know, what I mean, look at a Floyd May- Mayweather fight. Nobody wants to see it. Nobody yeah. wants to buy it. Who gives a fuck? He's gonna dance around. But I'll go see if I'll pay to see a uh, Pacquiao fight. Because you know he's going to fucking wail some shit out for fucking 12 rounds. You know what I mean? I, I mean, it, I, I understand what you're saying. You make a good point. These guys have to, you know, you know, they have to pay their rent and to support their family. And you don't want to just go out there and get knocked out. But I think there is, you know, then don't, you know, the, the, then Rashad has been talking. He can just do whatever he wants to Rampage in every aspect of the game. So go do that. Well, I think it's like aesthetically. Like, look, I'm not going to watch that fight tonight. I don't, first of all, I don't, I don't want Rashad to win. I mean, on a personal level, I just don't like Rashad. I don't like his personality. He's like he's that dickhead fucking jock from high school. Just don't like him at all. So I want him to lose. Um, I, would, I would be one of the people that slamming my hand against my fucking table and, and screaming at the TV, you know, to get up or to stand him up. Even though, genuinely, I don't really believe in stand-ups in MMA. I don't think that the ref should ever stand anybody up. But... Time, the fan in me would take over and I'd be fucking screaming at the TV for them to stand them up. So yeah, I, at the same time, I understand where, where you're coming from as well. Nobody wants to see that. And the truth is, they're trying to bring in all of these casual fans. As a sport blows, the people that know about it know about it. It's really about educating these casual fans. And the truth is, I don't even know if necessarily it's the best way to educate them by just having dudes stand there and punch each other. If you'll notice, if you watch the videos from seven years ago, six years ago, five years ago even, yeah. like people would boo as soon as it would hit the mat. Yeah. And now you see the casual fans, just little transition changes when somebody will pass guard or somebody will step their leg over mm-hmm. or little intricacies in setting up subs, the fans start to go crazy. So I think you're going to start to see people be a little bit more knowledgeable. Um, at the end of the day, um, you know, I think GSP, he's just such a good wrestler that anybody that you put up against him, you're just going to see that outcome almost every time. You're probably going to see that happen against Josh Poshek. Same thing. I know, but I just love GSP's... Uh, uh, the, I, no, I love GSP. I'm not saying that he's a, you know, GSP is fucking insane. I just love seeing the other aspects of his game, too. I love seeing him punch, and, you know, uh, I love seeing him tap people out. I mean, he's just, he's fucking great. He's, you know what I mean? I just don't like to see the same thing over and over, you know, and it's not the most entertaining part of the fucking sport, you know, take down and fucking lying on top of somebody and ground and pound. I mean... You know, and especially when a guy like GSP or uh, Rashad, they have they're full rounded, well rounded fighters. You know what I mean? I love seeing guys go out there and fucking let it all hang out. You know what I mean? But all right, yeah, so let's oh, let's uh, let's move on to the next fight because we uh, I got um, I want to talk about these uh, undercards, which are actually. I mean, you got to give the credit to the UFC. They don't put on and, and all, not just UFC, even Showtime. That's the one thing I love about the fucking MMA is that you go to a card, there's so many fighters out there, so many good fighters, that it's not just the fucking headline main event that's going to be good. 
it's like a boxing okay, match. Okay. Well, who watches a fucking prelims at a boxing match? Nobody. No one. Because who the fuck is that? You know, that, that fucking stinks. But uh, on an MMA card, man, the fucking prelims are the shit. Every single fight has at least at least five good fights before it. So we got uh, well, Mike. I think that's part, it's partially due to the nature of the sport because you have uh, you have these guys who it's so much easier to lose in MMA. So it's like if you get three or four or five wins in a row, and uh, you know Strikeforce, UFC, Bellator, one of these major organizations, you're next in line for a title shot. With these young, there's so many young boxers, and they go they have to get records of like thirty or forty and out before they're up there and, and known. So I just think it's like, it's fucking like, let them fight and do what they got to do. These little four-round, five-round fights that they do on the undercards, that's bullshit. But uh, somebody somebody could be on a prelim one month, they, they knock out somebody that has a name, and then they're two or three fights away from fighting for a title. So I think that there's just way more implications in every matchup. You know what I'm saying? Even, you know, you... Uh, the, uh, you know, Jason Brills versus Nogueira, which I'm really pissed off that we're not going to watch Forrest Griffin fight. I mean, that would have been such a good fight. But you look at that. It's like what, 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 hap gym. what happened to Forrest Griffin? What, what, do you know what went down? He had a shoulder injury in training. Yeah. So he had to pull out of the fight. It was uh, just earlier on in the month. It was uh, like the first week of May he pulled out. Yeah. And now they're bringing this guy, Jason Brills, in to fight. He was, look, he's a good fighter, man. He's 18-2. and two. He's got some really notable wins in the UFC. But, I mean, even in the countdown, he's a fucking fireman, dude. You can't, I think that's bad for the sport, <laughs> honestly. Like, seriously, like, you can't fucking have, you can't, like, oh, this guy, uh, part-time, fucking works at Cracker Barrel. Yeah, but, and, uh, Kate, she, fighter. dude, Shane Cowan is a, has a day job, brother. Does he still? Yeah, Shane Cowan's a fucking... Now that he has the interim title, no, he, there's no way he still has Yeah, dude, he loves his, title. he's a, yeah, he does, he loves his, he loves his job, dude. He lo he's a, uh, what is he, a fucking engineer somewhere in the middle of nowhere, dude. But you so. know what that's like, man? It's like, that's like when you hear a comic do a joke about working in an office during the day. Doesn't that make you go, well, you know what? Put up a fucking, put up some smoke and mirrors there and let this audience think that this fucking show is the best show on earth. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, I almost feel like you show your ass a little bit there. And I think that that takes a little bit away from the credibility of these guys as being world-class class athletes. Because nobody in the NFL has a day job. Well, I mean, look, dude. What? Look, I, I don't think that they, there's enough money. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there's, I don't know how we even got on this, but it's, it's kind of interesting. I don't, I don't think there's enough fucking money in the sport for a lot of these other guys who don't have contracts with the UFC or have, you know, smaller contracts with the UFC. I mean, the UF, you know, the, the these fight organizations, uh, you know, I don't think the smaller guys can fucking afford not to have a job, dude. You yeah, know? well, I think that's part of the complaint about the UFC. Not much more necessarily, but the UFC, which is genuinely the major leagues, that's the shit that everybody's talking about. You have guys that are putting their bodies and lives on the lines, you know, going through eight-week training camps, but then they still can't afford to pay their bills. So there is a problem there. You know, I genuinely think that is a problem. But in terms of a marketing aspect, it's like, fine, if these guys got to have a job, they got to have a job. I don't feel like you shouldn't feature that in the Countdown show. Uh, as soon as I saw that, literally as soon as I saw that, I laughed out loud and I was like, this guy's going to get fucking annihilated by Noguera. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, dude, I think, look, first of all, too, I think that that's kind of what they want. You know what I mean? I mean, what are you going to do? Who you know they they threw the guy in there, but you never know. That's the best part about MMA is that 
this guy's going in, and he has no pressure. He's nothing to lose, man. He's got nothing. I mean, who the fuck is he? He can go in there and just fucking let it all hang out. He's expected to take a hit, right? Yeah. Now, this motherfucker, he, I, I, I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, Noguera's a motherfucker, but, you know, that's why I love the sport. You never know what the fuck some guy's got inside him. He can come out and knock him the fuck out. Don't like okay. What were you gonna say? He said what? Wilson in uh, in the countdown, he was like, "Well, you know, my wrestling is definitely be far superior to his. So, uh, you know, I'm to take him down, ground and pound him out, look for a choke. Right. Like, you out of your fucking mind? There's like, there's literally no aspect. In fact, his wrestling being better. That's the first time I've actually said this. Where the wrestling just doesn't matter because right. anywhere that you're gonna bring this fight as a wrestler, yeah. you're gonna get your ass kicked. Like levels. I mean, probably five, six times better than this guy. I just. I just, I just don't like how fucking the Nogara twins have to be the fucking ugliest twins on the fucking... It looks like their heads, they have shrunken heads. Remember those apples? Used to make shrunken heads with apples? <laughs> their fucking face, they look like they smoke like seven packs of cigarettes a day. Their whole, I mean, they have the bodies of a 30-year-old and their faces look like they fucking took them out of the jungle of the Amazon. Somebody told you that Nogara was the same age as fucking Randy Couture or Mark Coleman. You believe it. Nogara's like 30. Dude, yeah, exactly. He's, he's younger than me, dude. I mean, oh, definitely. He's young. He's like 30. Yeah, he's fucking, but they're, oh my God. What a mug. What a mug on both of those fucking guys. Hall yeah, fucking Halloween that's mask. Fucking, that's the truth, man. I think that's Brazilians in general. People talk about Brazilians being the best looking people on earth. Do you ever look at a Brazilian closely? They look fucking dirty and beaten up. All of them. Even the I, I didn't say, and I didn't say that. I've been to Brazil twice, and I disagree with you, absolutely. Well, I've never been to Brazil. I'm just talking about the people that I meet in the city. Well, you t <laughs> no Brazilians are the good-looking people, man. Some of the hottest chicks, in, some some of the hottest chicks on the planet Earth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I keep on hearing that. People keep on saying that, and then every time I meet a fucking Brazilian chick, she's got like black around her teeth and fucking there's like. <laughs> Well, they get scars because it's a fucking dangerous country. They live in the favelas. They got a fucking the ones that you, that made it out of Brazil. They got a little. They got some war wounds. You can't just leave Brazil, dude. <laughs> yeah, but that's not fucking sexy for me. Well, what are you gonna do? To you, you know, tomato. To me, tomato. Listen, let's go to this. Um, Michael Bigsman and Dan Miller. What do you think? This thing, Miller. I mean, look, I've never been convinced that this thing is that great, but I think that he's got good enough jujitsu uh, jiu defense, and he's good enough of a wrestler to keep it standing, and probably, uh, probably just uh, eat together a decision. I think it's going to be this thing by decision. It's a decently exciting fight. Miller's a gamer, dude. Both both the Miller brothers are gamers. Yeah. But uh, you saw Miller. He lost the last two fights. It was against uh, Chelsea and Damian Meyer, right? Right. Yeah, so uh, I think you're gonna. I mean, it's fight or flight for Dan Miller, um, but I just don't think he's gonna be. I don't think he's gonna be able to propel himself into the next level. Yeah, I. You know, look, I, uh, Michael. 
I mean, he's cool. I like I like Bigs Bing. He's all right. I mean, he's a real cocky motherfucker. And I mean, I, I sh all I have in my memory is I was there, fucking front row, watching fucking Hendo knock him the fuck into an in the, into another universe, man. I'll never forget that punch, and I'll never forget how cocky he was, and then how fucking laid out he was. So oh, it was brutal. That was probably the best knockout I've ever seen in MMA. And that should have shut. That should have. I mean, that would stop me from being that cocky. I would stop being so cocky after that. I would. I would take uh, into consideration that I got knocked the fuck out. But uh, well, I think he did. I think he, he. He's been a little bit. He's been on the sidelines. Is this his first fight since? No, he's fought once since uh, Henderson. Do you remember who it was against? Yeah. Uh, what the fuck was his name? He lost, didn't he? He lost. Did he? I'm not sure. Well, yeah, he seems to be a little bit uh, less cocky, and I think in his head he kind of realizes, well, you know what? I'm not at that uh, upper echelon of middleweights like people kind of thought it was. They were trying to make that push for. Right. So he's another guy, man. He's uh, he truthfully a couple losses away from being out of the UFC. People disagree with that because he's an ultimate fighter winner right. and he's like the face of you know British MMA. But you can only fucking lose so many times in MMA before you go, well, there's no point. Why not just go out and get a bigger paycheck from Strike Force and be their number one or number two guy? Right, but I still think I think Bisming's young. He's got. He's actually is getting better every fight. I mean, he got knocked the fuck out again. A guy talking shit, talking shit. Where Hendo really just was like, "I'm gonna kill this guy." That's what you know. And and he went out and fucking did it, man. So um, I think I think he does. I don't know. I can't see him being champion. I really can't. But I do see him being an ambassador for the sport uh, for Britain, and he and he is. He is fucking helping the sport in the UK. Him and and um, Hardy. I mean, there's a lot of fucking good guys coming out of the UK in the last couple Not of years. Paul Daly. <laughs> Paul, Paul Daly, book man. Paul Daly's good, but again, the guy sat on top of him. Again, yeah. the guy fucking had that shit game plan. I am not going to fight this guy because he will beat me. I am going to fucking wrestle him, take him down, and fucking lie on top of him. Boring. Okay, fine. But that's why he was so mad because he talked so much shit and then he fucking, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. He just fucking... Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was kind of funny. As I was watching, I was live in Montreal for that fight. I was there and I was watching it and I was like... I remember consciously thinking, like, you never see a dude get an ass kick like this and just get up and say, fuck it, I'm going to punch a guy in the head for just lying on top of me. And he specifically, I said that's my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. I, uh, I told her. And then he got up and I was like, holy fucking shit. And just whittled him inside of the head. <laughs> but in a clear, open fucking, his big old left hook, he got a, a, a clear shot on Koshik without him looking and Koshik barely flinched. Yeah, but here's so, the thing. is, I don't, And I don't, think he, like I don't think he would have been kicked out. Because you know Dana White hates Koscheck, hates him. Yeah. Trashed him yesterday on an interview on. Um, oh, if you go to that website that I told you, um, uh, what is I'm it? Right yeah, it's either it's either on low it's uh, lowkick.com or MMA uh, com. Two of my favorite websites to go to uh, for video and uh, on on the sport. Yeah, he, he goes. I I I don't even like Koscheck. I I'll say hi to him, and but I I I think uh -huh. he's I think he's an ass. He's just an ass. He, he hates him. I think if, if he said that when, when, when Dana was like, why did you do that? If he was like, I fucked up, 
I, I, I don't know why. I was just really frustrated. He'd still be in the UFC. But he, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily ab- agree with that. Absolutely. Because, ab- dude, he, he asked him why. And then he, Dana said, if you would just fucking... If he, he, he said, well, I forget what he said. He said, uh, I didn't do it or something like that. I don't know what he said. His answer was stupid. He said he didn't hear the bell. He, said yeah, he, he, didn't, thought, he, he lied. He lied to Dana. Yeah. Dana, you know, you can't lie to the boss. If you said, I fucked up. I, he just fucking... Dana, Dana's a stand-up guy. He probably would have fucking took it under consideration and been like, look, you can't do that. Suspended him, did something, pay cut him, whatever, right? Yeah, you, you might have seen... I think Dana White would have been a little less harsh on him if he would have done that. But I still think there's almost no way... Uh, as the head of the UFC, there's no way to let somebody get away with that. So he may not have had a, like, a lifetime ban, but Dana White at this point has come out and said, hey, like this guy, I don't care if he's the number one welterweight in the world and he kills everybody... He will never fight in the UFC again. So I think that Dana, he's taking, and I agree with it, I think he's taking a really strong stance on things like that because you have the media watching, you have all these people, you know, calling these athletes, you know, animals and saying that they don't have class and they're not real athletes. And it's like, that's something like that goes out and happens. And that just, it really, it takes away, once again, from the sport, man. And, I, and I'm an ambassador for the sport. And I, I really try to push it on to all my friends and people who don't know about the sport. I try to... You well, know, let's let's boy. let's not go as far as to call you an ambassador. You're a pawn. You're a pawn of the sport. <laughs> Listen, I am a pawn of the sport. A fucking an ambassador. Oh my god, you're not a fucking. You turn six people onto the sport. <laughs> <laughs> I got eighteen fans on my website. All right, so check check it out. Um, I got some questions on Twitter. Uh, first one from K Zure. Is it true you blow the winner winning fighter? No, that's not true. Um, huh. uh, well, we're talking about it. We're talking about John Hathaway because he's hot. Yes, I would. <laughs> so you, so yes, Gomez will blow John Hathaway if he wins. If Hathaway, uh, no, actually, you know what? I actually, if you look on my Facebook right now, I just posted that it will suck anybody's cock if Jason Burroughs wins. I swear to God, <laughs> if Jason Burroughs wins that fight, just come to me at a comedy club and look his cock at, and I'll start sucking it. Uh, first of all, uh, Bisbing lost to Vandalay Silver was the last fight. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, well, all right, we got another question here. Uh, well, not a question. This is actually, uh, well, here's a question from Anthony uh, Arizabal, whatever his name is. He wants to know, uh, Sanchez or Hathaway, also Sadala, which I have a high, Amir. Why don't you just write Amir? Sadala, yeah. I don't know, I really... Really want Sanchez to win, and I really want Amir to win. But I think that Amir's going to have a fucking tough time, brother. Oh, yeah, dude. Don Hung Kim, he's no joke, dude. What is he, 12 0 1? Crazy Judica? Yeah. He's like really, really tough. I think that Amir, dude, there's something about American MMA, man. These guys. They're just, it's been, it's been more of a legitimate sport over here than it's been in Japan or Korea or China or, or he's, he's Korean. Um, for, for longer, it's been more legitimate. There's been more, you know, they've been training more like athletes. There's yeah. no steroid use. Yeah. There's nothing. So I think part, that's why I'm picking Amir in that fight. I think Amir is just gonna. Dong, Dong uh, Young, uh, Dong Hung Kim is, uh, he's pretty fucking badass motherfucker, man. And I, I look, I like Amir, dude. I, I think he's, you know, I, I've always liked him. And you haven't really seen him break out yet. You haven't seen him fucking be the fighter you, you think he can be. Because he, he should well, be... Well, put a fucking beatdown on Phil Baroni. Yeah. I, I, you just saw a, a real beatdown on Phil Baroni. And that's actually what <laughs> sold me on Amir. Yeah. Because Amir, 
His striking never looked that great. He's not that great of a wrestler. He's pretty much an average dude. But when I saw him just beat down yeah. uh, Phil Baroni like that, I was like, well, yeah, this dude's a fucking badass dude. Yeah, and no. I think that he's going to be able to avoid the takedowns and I'm, beat him up standing. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of him, too. I, I think he's going to win the fight. I think he's going he's gonna to take the fight. But it's not going to be as... It's going to be a hard fight. I just hope he changes his headshot on the UFC to take that little Superman curl out of it. It really fucking bugs me. Uh, but Sanchez... Sanchez is going to fucking... Sanchez is going to kill kill John Hathaway. Yeah, I don't really know John Hathaway that well. I know he's 12-0, and 0, and I know that he's a, like a British dude. I was talking to some Brits up in uh, Canada while I was up there, and they, they were raving about this guy. Um, yeah, man, I, I, Diego has only lost to uh, Tiago Alves, John Fitch, and BJ Penn. I mean, the best of the yeah, best. Dude, dude. I, don't, I think this guy Hathaway is just going to be a little bit underprepared. Dude. He's not going to be at that level. Dude, he is 170. He didn't have to fucking cut all that weight till he looked like he had AIDS. He is fucking... Uh-huh. He, he is crazy. And he's he knows he's going to fucking win this fight. He's going to go out there and fucking annihilate this guy. That's going to be a fucking great fight. So, I'm picking Sanchez. You're picking Sanchez, right? Yeah, and uh, we're both picking Amir, even though it's going to be a fucking crazy fight. And uh, someone wrote in that they saw Rampage of the weigh-ins, and he didn't look normal. Uh, yeah, he he doesn't. He doesn't look normal. He's The whole week, has been every interview has been a fucking a nutcase. But I don't know. I, I, I'm picking, I am picking, and I, I hate to pick them because every time I pick somebody, they lose. I'm picking Rampage to really, really hurt hurt fucking uh, Rashad. Oh, so your pick is Rampage. My pick is Rampage to really knock, I mean, knock Rashad the fuck out and then throw a couple extra ones like he did at Vandalay. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I think that I think that's what's going to fucking happen. So we're, um, you, and we got Michael Bisbing or, uh, or uh, Miller. Who do you got? I got Bisping over Miller. I got he's going to eke out a decision standing up. I'm, t- I'm going to take Miller. I'm going to take Miller. Yeah, you think Miller's going to sub him out? I think Miller's going to take him out, dude. I think Miller's going to take him on the ground and fucking crack him out. Um, that that that's that's what I think. And I think uh, I think uh, Mike Russell is going to fucking beat Todd Duffy. Really, dude? Todd Duffy? That's that dude. That's that dude who had that uh, that seven second knockout against. Um, so yeah, the quickest knockouts in UFC today. history. Yeah, yeah well, Tim Hague, you knocked out in seven seconds. He's a big, big boy, man. He, he's also, he's got five first-round knockouts, one second-round knockout. He's 6-0. and oh. So, I don't know. I, I disagree with that pick. I'm going to pick uh, Duffy over Mike Russo. I'm going to say it's going to be a first-round KO. Nogueira, I'm, I'm, I'm Nogueira, Nogueira or uh, Jason? Who are you picking? Oh, definitely Nogueira. Definitely uh, Nogueira. Yeah, no, okay. And uh, we already talked about uh, Sanchez and Amir. I think, actually gonna, I think Nogueira's probably going to knock him out. Well, you know what? He might light him up a little bit on his feet, hurt him, and then go down on the ground and then choke him out or something after he hurts him a little bit on uh, what his about, feet. What about uh, Escadero or uh, Luzon? You know, I, uh, that's a tough one to pick, too. I would have actually picked Dan Luzon over Ephraim. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if you've been paying attention to the, the whole uh, yeah. sibling, sibling rivalry between the Luzon brothers. There's something about, dude, that when you're at this level in the UFC... Like your camp, the way you eat, the way you train, who your training partners are—that's all very relative. And 
she's going through the fucking ringer right now. Not relative. It's, it's not. Stop. It's not relative. It's relevant. I don't know words, so. <laughs> it's not, I'm, actually, I'm actually. I'm surprised I got this fucking far. Listen. What? First of all, I love his brother. They're both Boston boys. His brother is one of my favorite fighters. But w explain what's going on because this Dan guy, he's got he nobody from his training camp. He's got nobody uh, in his corner. They all no one came. He's alone. Nobody dude. even came. That's funny. He's alone, dude. Nobody came. He he has nobody in his corner. He's gonna have to find people to fucking corner him. But what happened with his brother? Would you know? Uh, I know that supposedly Joe Lozon released a statement saying like you know you, they're trying to supportive of Dan and he just wasn't putting in the time at the gym and he wasn't taking the training as seriously so basically they gave him an ultimatum and he got mad because of the ultimatum and he was like you know basically they both told each other to go fuck off but they both have expressed an interest in fighting each other and I think that'd be hilarious you, you hear all the time about you know teammates not wanting to fight teammates they're two fucking brothers it's great yeah but Joe would fucking win man oh yeah Joe would annihilate him Joe's yeah. a tough dude yeah, Joe's a badass man. He, I can't wait for that guy to fucking come out into the spotlight and fucking come into his own because he's one of my favorite fighters. But uh, okay, dude. Well, listen, this has been the longest podcast I've ever had because it's on my phone. I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to upload this fucking thing, but uh, it should be, <laughs> it should be good. This is, um, this has been. Uh, we should do one, a quick one tomorrow to find out who, who won and who didn't. Who, who, oh, I'm down, I'm down. We'll do it tomorrow. And um, we'll see who's the better, the better fucking motherfucking pick, fight picker. Is that what they call it? Yeah, well, we, we agree on almost everything. The only thing we disagree on is Bisping Miller um, and then Duffy and Russo. Yeah. Well, that's that's almost half. So it's not everything. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All right. Um, all right, man. Well, well, you know, yeah, man. We'll do it tomorrow. All right, we'll enjoy the fight. I'm going to be doing shows because I'm a comedian, and uh, and uh, where, where are you going to be home watching the fight? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I take off for the fights, man. Yeah, that's good. That must be nice to have that much money. Um, or to be I'm, that. I'm so successful that I don't need to perform tonight. Right, exactly. At the fucking comedy corner. Exactly. All right, well, that's it, man. That's the end of the fucking show. Uh, podcast number five, I think it was, with my uh, UFC fucking aficionado, Louis fucking J Gomez. Louis J. And what's your uh, website, Lou? Oh, uh, it's hammerfisting.com. It's the worst. I actually got a uh, a, sh a shirt from a uh, company guillotine. It was a fist, and so many gay guys come up to me and they're like, "Where did you get that?" Um, and you can go to my website, robertkellylive.com, for all my fucking dates and info. Uh, it's been fun. Hopefully this will load up. It's fucking 40 minutes. So, uh, I will, uh, I'll let you know when it's up, all right? I'll put it on the Twitter and everything and let you know, Lou. I'll talk to you later, all right? Okay, man. I'll talk to you later,